Welcome to the Your Bold Podcast. I'm Val Selby and I'm an empowerment coach to women over 40. I take a stand and it's time for you to take your turn in life. I know today it's going to be a very fun conversation. So Connie, <laughs> Connie Curtis is here and I am thankful that you are here sharing your story and your experiences. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. So I know this is going to be a great conversation because um, for all of you listening, Connie and I were just chatting and um, let's see, we spent 15 minutes already chatting and we've already covered quite a bit of stuff because <laughs> Connie is very much like me and she's going to rabbit trail. So we are going <laughs> to start in a direction and we are just going to see where it leads. And I love it. This is such a great way to wake up today. <laughs> awesome. So Connie, if I could just have you tell my listeners just a little bit about what you do, um, definitely when we're having the conversation, they're going to learn a lot about you. So if you could just tell them a little bit about what you do. Okay. So it's actually sort of shifted recently, which I think is beautiful because um, I'm very intuitive and I, I this is one of the things I really focus on when I'm coaching women too, is um, I'm really... Um, my vision is to have women in the empowerment, full expression of self-desire, um, self-love, and self-worth so that they fully express that out in the world, however that looks for them. Right. Awesome. Yes, that's so much alike. That's exactly why I'm excited for this conversation. We agree on so much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing things that you have learned in your journey, you know, and, and not compare and contrast, but just have the conversation of what we've learned on our journey. Cause, um, I didn't even ask how old you are. So I'm 47 and I know that in my forties is when I totally started hitting the spot that you're talking about where I just realized I didn't know who I was. I didn't like who I was in certain aspects. And I just really woke up to the fact that I wanted to make big changes. Um, I usually wait to ask some of my questions till the end, but I know that you saw a lot of that change at an earlier age in your thirties. Not my early thirties. Um, it was probably my later thirties. I started getting little nudges. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't necessarily listen to all of them. Or I wasn't aware enough to really, um, uh, fully get all them. But, um, one belief I have is like every choice that you make is like, you're making the best choice of your higher self. Yeah. Um, because now we're going to go down rabbit hole, maybe the other belief I have is that our soul created like our whole experience for each, like each soul created your experience for you to come down in human form and experience that. Right. Mm -hmm. So like every choice you make, is like perfect because that's like, I mean, it was already chosen for you. So why would you struggle and resist it? Even though we do as humans, right? Because of the ego, mm -hmm. um, still like it was already like predestined because like your soul created it and you have soul contracts and, you know, with other people and that doesn't just mean soul partners, right? It means everybody in your life. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Cause they were all relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say my awareness really started to kick in like the late, my late thirties and then like my early forties. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I'm actually 54 now. Mm -hmm. So, but age has really become irrelevant. I mean, it was really irrelevant to me. That's one of the commitments like I've always had, but the more work I do, everything blurs together and 
you're also around people that really don't care about age or any of those, the ego things, right? Like we all get caught up in like, you can't date people. Like if they're a certain age younger than you or something like that, like it becomes so irrelevant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I, Um, I find that the older I'm getting the, well, for one, I always forget how old I am. I have to actually calculate. (laughs) Right. It's like, it totally doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Um, now I got off the rabbit hole. This is downloads coming to me, right? <laughs> downloads are just coming. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've always knew it cause I was intuitive and then like I got shut down as a kid. So it took me, you know, and I had moments where, where like I got downloads and express yourself and I believe we all do that. Right. And mm-hmm. so, you know, just, um, my big awakening for, descriptive word for your listeners. Right. Yeah. Really label like, it something. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause one or one of my aha moments, right. Was really like, I would say through relationships, but really like what manif- I manifested for myself was like gluten intolerance. And that was really like the beginning of really diving into like, you know, the, the work mindset work where and, and all the stuff that we call personal development work, where I really started becoming more aware of like my life and just like how unhappy I was because on the outside, like I, I, you know, I had the job, I had gone to college. Um, I was with the guy that was everyone considered like us such a, a good match for each other, but then they didn't see what happened behind closed doors where mm-hmm. our, our relationship was like, usually, I mean, we were mostly fighting. We, we hadn't been no sex. I mean, it was like totally opposite of what you want in a relationship, right. but it looks really good from outside. And then, um, you know, I got, well, I got diagnosed with gluten intolerance and like, he really was a big support system during then, but we, we really were just friends living yeah. together at that point. Right. Mean, and we were in a 10 year relationship. Right. So, um, he finally broke up with me, which I wanted so badly, but I didn't have like the guts to say at the time because I was so stuck in my scarcity and fear around it. Right. And like, there was no one else. Which is right. You cool didn't know what else story. to do after that. I mean, that's a big chunk of your life. Well, it's also mine was, that's true, but I also believe that's like the ego perspective, right? Like it was, I knew internally, like intuitively for myself, it was like, it was like fear and scarcity that kept me like in it for such for sure. a long time uh-huh. or even really getting into it. But you know, that's why intuition is so like valuable in ways that people don't really get. Um, but I look at now as all part of a gift and my part of my journey. And like, like I really took on like after that breakup, like um, make, he was, um, I, I was committed to making a friendship with him mm-hmm. and like, you know, just working on myself. And those are both things I definitely could say I've accomplished because we're still friends to this day. And like, he's someone I would call that, like when shit has hit the fan for me, he's like one of the people I know that would support me in whatever way that looks like. Awesome. That's awesome that you could end it on a, on a good note per se. Well, and I actually <laughs> Later. Him for two years after we broke up. Yeah. So yeah. So as, as like a roommate in his house. And even now I'm going back to Austin this weekend and like, I'll stay at his house and like his girlfriend just moved in. And I was one of the people he called to tell me that. 
even right. though I intuitively knew it. So like, you know, it's really a choice what you want to make. And, it, and that leads me back in, you know, like actually around food, like for me now, it's just, you know, you don't have to eat a certain way, like gluten-free, vegan, whatever it is, low carbs, um, no sugar, whatever it is. Like I really, it's a choice for me and I've gone with that intuitively too. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is all stemmed from like a foundation of self-love and self-care because that literally, I say that saved my life. Mm-hmm. Um, without that, I, you know, I, I would be codependent probably in some way. And there's probably still wounds around that, but mm-hmm. <laughs> since I have that foundation, that's what has allowed me to keep creating life that I want and not give a fuck what anyone else wants. Like yeah. really setting boundaries and all those things that are so important that all of us as human need to do. But since I specifically work with women, like, and that's one of the things we've been told really never, we've been told completely opposite our whole life. (laughs) Yeah. I know that the more I've worked on myself, the more that my food issues have changed and not, I'm still working on the, um, comfort food eating. <laughs> well, one I, will, thing... I will fess up the dat, but I do have, I, I have IBSC and I've been working with a dietitian and we've mm. been tracking down totally different foods than of course what I mainstream said to do, you know, mainstream said, you know, get rid of dairy, get rid of this, get rid of that. And we're finding that that's not the case. <laughs> I think it depends on your body. Yes. And like the source of it too. Mm -hmm. Right. But one thing that really recently just rocked my world around food, because I've been in health for a long time because of the whole gluten thing. And that was back in 2009. So um, I just did a juice juice cleanse and I was in a group, but, and they were actually doing a water fast. Right. And I intuitively was called not to do that at this time. Yeah. Um, but they've worked through a lot of health issues too, cause they were health coaches first. Yeah. Um, and you will be surprised if you use some kind and, and setting the intention of it is really important as well. So like a lot of people go in with doing juice cleanses or, you know, to lose weight or water fast to lose weight. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's really not the goal of it when you, at least for us, it wasn't the goal. So like setting intentions around everything is really important. And the intention around this was like really like bringing all the old shit up. Because mm-hmm. like when you take the food out of the equation, because we don't have to have food every fucking day, like mm-hmm. we've been told. And the only thing we have to have is water. And even you can, people do dry fast because you can go a certain amount of time without water even. Mm-hmm. So when you start like stretching yourself and leaning into those zones like that, you will see subtle things like in your body that are patterns and triggers that you can't see otherwise. Yeah. Cause I had them too with healthy food. Like I eat really pretty healthy, but you can still eat too much of a healthy food, like mm-hmm. snack on fruit all the time, snack on nuts all the time. Like if you're eating gigantic portions of those, that's not necessarily healthy either. Mm-hmm. Like bananas or, you know what I mean? Like a Kai boys bowls all the time. Like, Oh yeah. I can make a a killer stir fry. That's super healthy. But when I go for the second bowl, it's not healthy anymore. Right. And what this did for me was like, actually, like I, I I could really like, like I knew they were there, but when you took food out of the equation, you could see like what emotion was coming up and that would 
be normally when you go for, like I would go for the nuts or seeds, right? Mm -hmm. But without those to go for, it was just like, oh, okay. And it was like, um, so what am I feeling in my body? Like, right now what? (laughs) Well, no, not now. Actually, how my approach is like, what am I feeling? Like, is it anxiety or, you know, um, because a lot of it for me, even though I've worked a lot myself, like anxiety and overwhelm came up come up quite a bit and that used to lead me to getting depressed because they will get you stuck Mm -hmm. um because one of my friends said that like anxiety what it does is it it keeps you from like moving forward because you're so scared of the unknown but you just know the but your mind focuses on the worst case scenario so Mm -hmm. you never take action Mm -hmm. so like what this allowed me to do was like feel those patterns in my body because um since I've been doing this work for a while and since I started with health um, and I've always been really in tune with my body. So it allowed me to say, what is motion is coming up for me? And then so okay, like, well, this is what I'm feeling and just allow my body to feel it and tell my body it was safe. Cause that's one thing we're not told either. A lot. Of, and most of us as humans, we would, we don't want to feel something cause, cause it doesn't feel safe in our body, mm-hmm. our emotions. Right. But if you let it feel, if you let yourself feel it, then you can release it and then tell your body it's safe. Then you create this, you know, it starts integrating in your nervous system. So like that, when that happens again, like it, you don't like freak out and resist feeling it. The yes. more you do it. And I think that this- was one of the main things when I was learning on my, my journey was, I mean, never having gone into self-work before a few years ago, I just, I had this assumption, I guess this grandiose idea that if I started working on certain things, then they wouldn't pop up ever again, right? I worked on it. (laughs) We all do that. (laughs) So what you're, you're saying is exactly what I had to learn. And I resisted that so hard. It's Mm. not the fact that it's not the fact that the issue's never going to pop up again, or the feeling's never going to pop up again. It's the fact that now I I recognize it and I can start working through it a little bit quicker. Yeah. And once you release your emotion, like then you don't stay stuck in whatever that is, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the sadness or anxiety, like overwhelm used to or frustration. Used to, I used to get stuck in that and then never take a, an action or, you know what I mean? Like allow myself to feel or anything like that. And therefore like I would stay stuck in the same scenario, same, whatever it was, because I didn't do anything to move forward, whether it was, that was like release my emotion or, you know, releasing your emotion gives you ability to like say, okay, you know, this is what I'm feeling and it's okay. And you don't have to know the event necessarily either. I think that's another thing people get caught in, right. That you have to know the exact thing that happened or whatever because from my experience like my body if I need to know a certain memory the body will let you know you will you will know that memory you will you know in some Mm -hmm. form of capacity on depending on how your intuition shows up for you you will know that memory when you need to know it and then your body release will release that trauma and because your body is amazing like that and and we don't have to force it to do anything. <laughs> right. No, I, yeah, I agree. I've been having the same, same, uh, 
I guess, a story, because we got to label stuff something. Um, the same story with when I really started on my journey for for changing myself and being happier with myself. And it's coming up multiple times and it doesn't hurt when the story is coming up. It's even going to be a chapter in a book coming up in the fall <laughs> because it, it has, it's just bubbled up so much. And, and as it's bubbled up, I've been finding that I am being healthier. I am treating myself better. Cause you can make more conscious choices because you're more aware. Like when you, when you feel things and you know, you start to recognize the patterns and this is all stuff just so your listeners too, like, I didn't do the, all this on my own. I've had coaches for support right? <laughs> because you can only go so far by yourself. And, yeah. and I've had so many people say, well, I don't need to hire a coach. And it's like, that's your choice. And that's beautiful. If that's how you feel in that moment. Right. Um, but I definitely recommend hiring a coaches, but really hiring a coach that is like in alignment with you. Like, and what I tell my friends and my clients is like, if it's a, if it's a full body, yes, in your body, you're going to know because you get that, you get that electricity sort of feeling. And even if you don't think, you know, your intuition, you know, that feeling like when it's a yes for something, you've just done it mm -hmm. as opposed like, if it's a fuck, no, like, mm -hmm. you know, you just don't, well, I, I personally don't feel anything. Right. Um, and sometimes if I know it's like something I should not do, like I get really nauseated, I get headaches. I mean, I get all the signs of like, this is a, a fuck. No, you should right. not do it. Yeah. Your all. body's trying to shut you down and you're not listening. <laughs> yeah. And I've even had it too. Like, cause I I've messed up just like everybody else. It's yeah. really owning your fuck ups. That's yeah. really set me free. You know, like I found too, like sometimes like when I wasn't supposed to hire a coach or whatever and other people, they were pushing me, go do it now. Right. Like, but my credit card didn't go through or whatever. Like, yes. Yeah. A weird thing. And then it finally went through and you're just like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you knew, and you didn't listen yeah. to yourself and right. like, yet it's a beautiful gift. That's how I look at it. It's a beautiful gift. Like I learned like it brought so many things I learned to myself, right? Like from that gift. And when yeah, even making this total fuck up, you're still going to learn. Okay. Well, this was the sign that I got or the 1200 signs that I got that I did not listen to. So I'm going to be, I'm going to try and listen to those next time. <laughs> yeah. And once you start looking at things as a gift, like everything is a gift though, it changes everything. Mm -hmm. You no longer look at it as that as like something you had as a failure or as a fuck up, right? Or yeah. like, you know, like you didn't do it right. And all these things that we've been called as kids, you know, that weren't even true. And it was just something someone said to us and we took so much heart to it. It's ran us our whole lives. Yes. <laughs> or programmed yes. into us from the system, right? Like, yep. you know, society, TV, all these other external things government like doing what they're told like being good boys and good girls basically yeah I was I am um, I was talking about that in my boldly you workshop because it, it half the time it doesn't matter what somebody had told you it's the mindset you were in when you heard it yeah. um it's it's so many other factors you know that that person might not have even completely said or meant what you heard but you were in such a bad space that you took it right to heart. Yeah. And one of my thing, one of my friends said this, and I just think it's so beautiful is like, um, 
like when someone says something to you, right. That's not in alignment with you. Like, right. Like you don't necessarily have to take that on, but once we accept it and let it in, that's when we take it on. Right. Mm -hmm. You say like when you get awareness to say, no, I'm not going to take that on. And I don't accept that. You know, you don't necessarily have to take it on, but that does take some awareness. (laughs) It does. Yeah, for sure. But once you have awareness, you can actually say no you know, that's not true. And that's just your opinion. And that's awesome. And I love that for you. Um, But I have a different opinion and really like um, the world that I want to see. And this is the people in my community, my, my coaches and stuff reflect this back, obviously, because they're in alignment with me is that, you know, where everyone, like, I think everyone has this perception in the new world that that means everyone's going to agree. And that's not the case. No one will ever agree on anything Mm -hmm. but the thing the new world is like being able like with this conversation we can like have this conversation not necessarily agree on everything but yet like you know have it with compassion and love and still voice our opinion and we don't take it personally and like just realize that's the other person's perspective that's Mm -hmm. the vision for the new world like I know for the people I'm around you know it's not to make everybody be conformed and and do the same thing because that's already happening. And I mean, it's been happening for a long time and it's not working. That's why everything's crumbling. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, that used to be my mindset. I was hardcore. This is the right way. And you need to see my point to the point where I did not listen to anybody else's point because I, think, I was right period at the end. <laughs> I think a lot of us are, I mean, as humans, I don't, I think it's, the pre-programming right because a lot of us function like that because I function like that too like um especially things I was really passionate about right Mm -hmm. it's awesome to be passionate about something but like when you're being right about it that does not magnetize people to your cause or to you and it really like actually um can stop things point you know stop like if you have a cause that you really want something to take off, if you're being that way, your cause is probably not going to take off because you're being right. You're not letting people express themselves and, and like maybe contribute to your cause in a different way, which if you're just going from the ego lens, it's not going to look like, like what you're talking about, right, Val, that it no. has to be done this way as where like when you're just like in the conversation, like what we're talking about, support will come to you in different ways and like people will come to you in different ways. And it's not going to be like how your ego um, says, and this is how we end up blocking ourselves from beautiful things, right? Like, cause our perspective is so limited. Yes. Um, you know, and I can say, for example, like I'm calling my king. Um, and like, I keep getting these different guys in my vortex and I was like oh so you could look this way this way or little pieces of all these people right and I'm like damn I never would have thought about that even right like and it doesn't mean that guy that came in my vortex is my person it just means like oh wow like yeah you know like he has the qualities and values you you know so maybe not all of them or whatever right but it just gives it like just you know helps me like go oh okay just be more open and trusting right which right and i'm just using that as an example but yeah yeah like the whole manifesting i know people think that manifesting is just like 
you just think it and then all of a sudden you're sitting on the couch and you get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I know. it's like, no, no, the manifesting is like you just talked about. You put yourself out there, you met, you you meet this guy, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's a characteristic I didn't even know I really like. And now you're looking for that characteristic a little bit more. You're aware when it's brought into your life that you're like, well, let's see what else is going on with that then. Yeah. <laughs> the other part of manifesting too, though, is like, you know are you um, closed off? Like most of us, I mean, there's so many different pieces, right? Like yes. energy, but to have that energy and mindset, like is not some, well, some people can flip it really fast, right? Depending on their journey, but you know, like is your heart shut down, like from di different things. And most people go, no, I'm wide open, but yet subconsciously, like <laughs> you're blocking yourself. And that's the key I've found for my own journey. Like the more conscious I've become is that I'm just more aware of my thoughts and patterns. And like, and it's not even all that even like there's another piece of it, like just releasing um, emotions out of your body and like breath, you know, different modalities, like just help you release subconscious thoughts that you don't even know you have and you you don't have to know them you just mm -hmm. release them and that's like somatic healing and breath work and things like that so there's just and everybody has their own way to do things and you know like the thing is there is no linear path to any of this like oh. you know someone says they're trying to do this or you know you know you know, you're looking for something external out of your body to tell you like who you are and what you do. And I get it. Cause that's what I, even in this work it's you get caught up in that sometimes, right. With coaches and you don't realize you're doing it at first. Like you want them to tell you how to do anything. Like oh, one sure. of the things I see and I can say for myself is like on a business, how do I get clients? Give me a strategy. Da, 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 da. Right. Mm -hmm. and like there, you know, and like, that's great, but unless you're really tapped into yourself intuitively and know if that strategy is in alignment for you, because one of the things that really hit me for one of my coaches was like, he said, um, your intuition is your business strategy. And no matter, even if you get like a 3d strategy from someone, right. From getting clients, like it's your own personal downloads that are going to make, attract the people to you, like whatever your whatever kind of business you're in, like yeah. it's your spin on it. Like it's Val's spin on this podcast. Yeah. You know, it's my spin on the things I'm saying that make it all unique for both of us and that certain people will jam with and certain people won't. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and that's beautiful. It's awesome. That's totally how I, it should be. I mean, I, I feel like it, you know, like we're creating the world we want to be externally and it's starting to show up in place, starting to show up more and more. And more. <laughs> yeah. And I know that for, um, for the coaching aspect, for having coaches and, and going out and getting coaches, I think one of the, the, the missteps is that we're not paying attention when we're done with a coach, we can have a coach come into our life. That's absolutely perfect for that time. Exactly. And then we, we hit a point and, and we've learned as much as we can from each other. Yes. I believe that's true too. And then somebody, you know, you never know who's going to come back into your realm. Yes. Literally. I mean, people go in and out of your realm and you know, you have to let people go and, and 
sometimes as coaches, I mean, I learn, I am, um, and sometimes that's, that's the lesson you learn with them. And it's not necessarily about coaches, but from like some, you know, wound that you needed healed, right? If you're yeah. like codependent and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I know for, for me having coaches, I, um, because I know something that's popped up for me is friendships. And I've been realizing mm. that I, I took my idea of, of friendships from my father and watching him never wow. ever leave friendships because they were golden and you hung on to them forever. No matter mm. how many, how much, how they treated you. And I'm, I'm kind of realizing that I'm doing kind of the same thing with some coaches. The fact that, okay, well, we were coaching and you've helped me so much. And now I'm just going to stay with you forever. <laughs> yeah, and I totally get that too. And I think it's awesome that you, you are aware of that and you brought that up. Um, cause I have found myself recently, like, you know, in that moment, and it could be for your, whatever that, that coach is in alignment with you, but then like a different program and like, I mean, they're human too. So they, they're healing and wounds and like, depending where they're, where they're at and you're at, you may not still be in alignment with them anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I've, I found that just recently with a coach and, um, you know, um, like I looked at what they were reflecting back to me, but what I also noticed was like, you know, his coaches, he used for support coaches reflect him, which I was like, Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't noticed that before. Right. Right. Yeah. So like, you know, yeah. And I, I completely agree with that. And then you just, you know, everyone shifts, like even these high visible leaders that people follow or, you know, consider mentors, which the people I'm following now consider everyone leaders. So that's the lingo, lingo I'm creating because that's how I want the world to look too. Like we're all leaders. Some are just more visible, right? Yes. I think that's I like that. a more empowering way because the other way is, is starting my experience with it is like power over which is like you, you can say about government and corporations, right? That they want to have power over everyone. I mean, mm -hmm. look at it, how it's playing out with race, racism and police, right? Mm -hmm. And every other probably place too. We just may not have seen it yet. Yeah, workplace um, and everything, yep. And they talk about having power with. So like, they're not coming in and saying, this is how you have to do stuff. This is how I did it. And this is what works, right? They're going, yeah. this is tools I use. And it's like, take, what works for you and leave the rest or whatever. And that's what I've always said. Right. But some people don't have that same perspective yeah. and it's just different perspectives. But if you get involved <laughs> on any kind of relationship, right Val? Like, yes. <laughs> yep. Coaching is a relationship not alignment, too. <laughs> it's not in alignment with you. Like it will, you will struggle, you resist, you will feel all those low vibe emotions, which is nothing wrong. And it's probably something that you needed to heal. And not usually, it's not just usually one thing, right? There's usually, it's, it's a part of your journey. For sure. You know, and I think the most, I feel like I really want to say on here is that, you know, um, I don't look at fuck ups as fuck ups anymore or failures. Like, yeah, I look at them as my journey was already predetermined by my soul and we're living, you know, I'm, my souls and we're in my human experience. So it's all perfect. It's all gifts. And just to look at everything as a gift is mm -hmm. my suggestion. Cause when you shift that perspective of stuff, it, it, it changes everything. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's always something in it 
whether, yeah, whether it was a screw up or not, or, and I know that one of the big things too, we, we're, we call so much stuff an absolute fuck up. And it's like, you know, you're not really giving yourself wasn't. the grace <laughs> that somebody that you're emulating when you're seeing it now, you don't know how many times they've already tried to do it. Yeah. And you, you, the other thing is like, I, I mean, I, I remind myself of this sometimes, right. Especially in those sticky situations sometimes, cause I have them too. I coach, but that's why I support because you know, it's always like a new level, a new devil. You can mm-hmm. refer it as that, right. Yep. You know, shit will come up at a different level and they'll be like, okay, are you really sure? Cause what yep. we do as the humans a lot of time is like, you know, um, we forget and like, we're like, we want this, we want that. And then when it shows up, it's like, oh, wait a minute. I just don't know if I can fucking handle that right yeah. now. Right? <laughs> yeah. right? I so didn't like, mean right now. I wanted it, but. <laughs> yeah. So like, I think that's, you know, it's just really important to allow yourself that. Um, that's all happening for you. You know, yeah. nothing is a fuck up or failure. Like we've all been told, like I, I'm, I'm changed. Language is so important. I'm just such a stand and, and like the people, the communities I'm in now, like the language is one thing we're all sh- shifting, right? Like yeah. that's so important. And when people shift the language, that changes everything. And even, you know, you know, this comes up a lot too. I hear women ask this time of like, they're too scared there's, you know, they're working on themselves, but their partner's not really into that shit. Right. Yep. Which is beautiful. And they're like, what can I do? And it's like, you don't do anything. You work on yourself. You focus on yourself to be the best version of yourself. And no matter how hard this is for people to hear, like they'll either stay with you or they're not meant to be with you now, maybe later, but maybe never. Right. You just don't know. And the best example I can give you is like my yeah, I don't even look at it as someone I dated him now. Like I've worked on myself. So we have both like, I've worked on myself so much and he's also worked on himself to this point. Like I don't even consider him an ex. He's just like this amazing friend I have. Like yeah. that's how much I've worked on myself. Right. And, and um, you know, like if you would have told me at the moment though, that like we would still be really good friends that I'm really good friends with his girlfriend. I mean, like, probably you know back then right i would have said you're insane right oh, for sure <laughs> yeah so, you're like no this is painful i can't yeah because you're in the moment and you're in the rawness of it and you're healing and you're grieving but the thing is you never know i mean you do not know exactly how things are going to turn out and that's the beauty of following your intuitive nudges because that's what leads you like like i knew i was going to texas i just didn't know when Cause I hadn't got the download yet. Right. And yesterday I had a, um, a, um, hit to cancel my hair appointment, uh-huh. you know? And I did that. And right after then, like all these fucking things lined up and it was like, okay, this is when I'm going to Texas <laughs> I to myself. And it was, it's insane, but like, it's so normal for me. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but you know, can you relate that feeling? It's like just that little ping pong effect, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any way to explain it to somebody who hasn't felt it. <laughs> I, no, I honestly don't because face, right? it's once, <laughs> once you start paying attention to that intuition of this is what I'm supposed to be doing, then you just start recognizing it more and you're going with your gut. 
Yeah. Like even this podcast, like, um, I knew it was in alignment for me and I was going to do this other podcast like two weeks ago and I canceled (laughs) because I just knew it wasn't in alignment. Right. Like I didn't have a reason. I didn't feel like I had to give a reason either. Like I've hit this point. I don't have to explain myself to anyone. And this is actually how women I'll sort of, we'll go in another rabbit hole. Like in my coaching, I see a lot of times because I used to do it too, is like, this is how we give our power away all the time. Uh-huh. Like we have to explain why we're doing something to people. Now yes. You can share, but sharing is a whole different way of being instead yep. of explaining yourself because you have to do it this because of X, Y, and Z, right? And yeah. Like you need power. a reason to do what you believe you need to do. Exactly. But more the pre-programming, right? <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I agree. It's, it's absolutely, you know, when I'm talking to other women, I'm just like, you don't have to tell me why. If that's what you feel like you need to do and you really feel it, then you can do it. You have permission to do it. Yeah. And this, the sorry thing like that just came to, to the sorry, right? And, yes. and men do this as well. But like, I have literally told women, don't tell me sorry uh-huh. because you're not apologizing. You know what I mean? Like in the context of right of apology, right? But saying sorry for like bumping into someone or whatever, like that is no, re- you know, we've been programmed to say sorry where like excuse, excuse me is a whole different word and a whole different context to it. It's just like, you know, and I think that's played that plays into like actually how we function as mm-hmm. like women in society, right? We feel sorry if we stand in our power. We feel sorry mm-hmm. if we don't do like what other people want us to do. We feel mm-hmm. sorry if we don't take or guilty if we take care of ourselves first instead of doing that and, and then taking care of other people after we get, fill our own cup up. It like shows up everywhere. Yeah, we feel like we have to apologize for being us. Exactly. Exactly. For being and, what we were meant to be. Yeah. And, you know, like shutting down our, our, um, our femininity or whatever we, you know, the femininity in us, like Mm -hmm. we've all shut that down so much because we were told it was bad and wrong and you shouldn't express being sexy or feeling good about yourself or just, you know, wearing that outfit because that's the outfit you want to wear and it shows skin, but it's not because it shows skin or, you know, it's like, that's such ego bullshit. We've all been told that it's, because of religion and all this other stuff. And I, I can totally dig the religion thing. Cause like I had to deprogram myself from it. And I, I know I, oh, there's still pieces of me. I am, especially mm-hmm. around like, you know, my sexuality, my sensuality. Right. And really like releasing the trauma from different events have happened to me that are literally stored in your womb. That's like boxes too. And, mm-hmm. and creativity and just life energy, even if you're not, even if you don't have kids, you still yeah. have life energy there to give the world yeah. in your own expression. <laughs> right. Right. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, we, I think de- definitely need to have a conversation again at a further date. Cause we have so much more that definitely. we can definitely be talking about. So I have to end of course, with okay. asking you what is one of your damnits or you don't even have to leave it to just one, but, um, for listeners, if you're new, damnits are those things that you, that make up you, they are such a part of you that when you are trying to change them, you become depressed, you become anxious. Um, you, you just get totally lost. It's your personality traits that make you 
you. So of course you've got quite a few of them and they were popping out like crazy already, but what is something about yourself that, um, that you have totally embraced? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say recently it's really emba- embracing my radiance and like deep femininity and just allowing that to come out however it, it comes out and just rolling with it and giving up <laughs> you know, giving up control in areas I didn't even realize that I was controlling. And that's, you know, the, the amazing part when you really start going down that ro- that, that hole, like I, I was trying to control things that I didn't even realize. And then it was like, Oh my God. Okay. We're going to let go of this. Like, it, you know, I find from a lot of things, like it's things that for a description like smaller things in your life right and mm-hmm. the more I let go of those in those areas and, and just really start embracing it um yeah <laughs> absolutely love it especially the femininity that's a different one um that would be something that I would love to talk about at another day de- another time for sure is the femininity femininity oh, yeah, issue absolutely um, yeah I think I could learn a lot from that discussion personally <laughs> I love that you were here. Thank you for being so open, Connie. And um, listeners, I will have the information for you to get in touch with Connie and uh, maybe book a little call with her. And obviously from listening to her, you got a good, a good view of what is making what her makeup is and so if you have been attracted to her then you are definitely going to be attracted to her and want to hook up with her um Connie did you have anything last minute that you wanted to add for any of our listeners um this has just been really fun and um whoo I know we hit a lot, didn't we? We did. <laughs> I love it. I love the, I love finding another woman that can rabbit trail with me. <laughs> yeah. I would just say that, um, you know, if you're like, you know, beginning the work or even in the work, you know, like, and I would say, I say this discovering yourself, you know, um, really get support around that. And doesn't just have to be me or, you know, you know, that, but just really use your intuition, those little nudges to like the person that's going to best serve you and support around like, you know, what kind of life and, and how you want to express yourself. Cause really, you know, self-expression, self-love, like those foundations are so important. And once you get those, like, you know, you can, it's a lot easier to, keep creating and like stepping into yourself. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. The, that is, I mean, obviously being coaches, we're high on getting coaches for ourselves because we see the value in it. And Mm -hmm. I know for people that are just starting out, it's, it's, it's scary because you don't know what emotions are going to pop up. Or if, um, for me, when I first started, I was doing it all on my own. So I didn't know if I had permission to have the ideas and the thoughts Mm. that were coming through my brain. You know, I didn't know if they were okay. You know, I was labeling everything so much. So I know that a coach could help so much, especially in that beginning um, to speed up the process. Yeah. And I just want to add on to that. Like I, my first coach was, I mean, I still have fear actually come up around hiring coaches. I mean, 
you know, it's something like every time I, I do it, cause it's part of like going through my, my shit and my up leveling. Uh-huh. But when I hired my first coach, that was probably one of the scariest things I had ever fucking done then I thought at least, and I had like done a lot of other things that people would consider scary, but that was super scary for me because I had no clue what to expect, like what you're talking about. And I just really want to encourage like anyone out there, like I completely get that. Um, but like, you know, just listen, if you have a nudge to talk to somebody, talk to them. Just because you talk to them doesn't mean they're going to be the, the, the coach for you, but that'll be a step for you. And, and if you listen to yourself, you'll, you'll keep getting a feel for who you want to work for. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. and, and I get the thing around the money too. Um, yeah. I paid $247 a month back, back 12 years ago for my first coach. Yeah. And it was still like, it seemed like such a large amount of money for me. Yeah. And yet it all when I hired him, I, you know, I found the money. Yep. Oh yeah. We make a priority for what we need to make a priority for. Exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. Whether we need to manifest it or whatever. (laughs) Well, thank you for being here, Connie and everyone. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for joining me today. I look forward to continuing to guide you into creating your bold life because you deserve to live as your best self.